Welcome to Cowboy Church with your host, Russ Weaver and Susie McIntyre. So sit back and enjoy some good singing, some great testimony, and some good preaching. Welcome to Cowboy Church. Hi, I'm Susie McIntyre. And I'm Russ Weaver. Welcome to Cowboy Church. We are so glad you're here. And have we got a show for you. Yeah, every week we try to have another program. We're probably going to use this opening for several of them because, Susie, sometimes we're not in the same mm -mm, neighborhood for mm -mm. a couple of months at a you're time. You're a Texan, I'm an Okie. Well, I'm sorry. And <laughs> I'm Me so too. glad. I'm so <laughs> I love living here. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Cowboy Church. Some of you may have come here this morning with a lot of burdens on your heart. This is your invitation. Lay down your burdens. I will carry you. I will carry you. My child, my child, lay down your burdens. I will carry you. I will carry you, my child, my child. I can walk on water, calm a restless sea. I've done a thousand things you've never done. While you struggle on your own, call my name, I'll come. Lay down your burdens, I will carry you. I will carry you, my child, my child. Lay down your burdens, I will carry you. I will carry you. give vision to the blind and I can raise the dead. I've seen a thousand things you've never done. And I'm weary watching while you struggle on your own. Just call my name. Father, we love you this morning. Father, I know these people have been under some stress. I know they've had some heartache. But Lord, I ask you right now to meet each one in their places as they are this morning. I ask you, Lord, to help them to open up their hearts and open it wide for you to come in and touch their lives.
my title today is to be given later. That I mean, that's not my title. I'm going to give you my title later because this is backwards Sunday for preaching. I'm going to I'm going to preach into the point, and when I get to the point, then my title will be given at the end of it. So, but I will start off with the, with the scripture because uh, we have to we have to understand what our foundation for the the message is today. It says, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. That's a New King James Version. Be followers of me, even as I am followers of Christ. That's King James Version, and NIV says, follow my example, as I follow, follow the example of Christ. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray you'd bless the message today. Lord, I pray that you would uh, send a special anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we would be able to to understand and, 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 Lord, at least be challenged to remembrance. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to actually be the people you want us to be, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple of things that go with this. I got to looking at that as, as the imitate me as I follow Christ. I thought there's a couple of things that, that just went I looked at that, that scripture, and that, that scripture, that it says so much. First of all, is, is if I get to be the pastor, I have to be willing to do a couple of things. I have to be willing to follow Christ, for one thing. And the second thing, it's, it's going to be really important that my example is a good one. And then it's going to be really important that I released research and kind of have a, uh, some sort of a uh, know what you're doing because if I don't, it turns into a mess. You know all a cult is, don't you? All a cult is is somebody who's a leader, and he gets to be a certain amount of leadership and, and a certain amount of influence. And here's the second half of this, what I've noticed, that if the people following him don't take responsibility for their action, then what they do is they blindly follow somebody into places they don't, don't need to be going. And so when Paul is saying this, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. And so there's a, there's a responsibility for people to hold me accountable to preaching the word of God. You need to go read the Bible for sure. Because I can say some pretty nice things up here. And if you haven't read the word of God, you don't know if it's right or not. You have a responsibility as a congregation to look at what I'm saying and see if it's correct or not. That's part of the whole iron sharpening iron. And you think, well, I could never say that to you because you're the pastor. Well, then you have a pride problem. I'm blaming you. And I vote for me because I'm blaming you. But, but there, there is a, there's a responsibility on my end and there's a responsibility on your end. So I want, I want to go through some of the things uh, that, were, that I got challenged with with this verse. Follow me as I follow Christ. Um, let's, let's go to two verses later. Two verses later, it, it begins to explain the, the first thing that's important in understanding this verse of Scripture. That order is a part of God's plan. Order is a part of God's plan. 
Now, let's, let's read it. It says, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. What that says is everybody humbles themselves to somebody. And at, at, when I was a kid, they, we used to get, I was living in Colorado, and at night the AM stations would come in kind of clear because we didn't have FM back then. I hate to tell you how many years ago that was, but you can guess by that by now. But we used to get a, a station out of, I think it was El Paso, Texas, that would come to the, uh, come to the uh, area where we were at, and they would have preachers on that. Every once in a while, the preacher would have a half hour or so, and there was, there was this preacher. He was, he was an enthusiastic uh, Pentecostal kind of uh, with a gravelly voice, and, and he... My dad used to laugh at this one thing he said this one time he was, he was preaching. He said he'd read this scripture, and, and a misunderstanding that he had of this scripture was he said this. He said, God. You know, he had that Pentecostal thing. How? So God is ahead of Jesus. Jesus is ahead of man. And he'd wait for people to respond. You could hear him in the background. Amen, amen, yeah, yeah, preach brother. He said, man is ahead of woman. And he said, woman ain't ahead of nothing. That is not the message that this verse says, just so you want to know that. Because just a few chapters later, it talks about when a woman prophesies, that means the Bible gives permission for women to preach. So when a woman prophesies, he tells her how to do it according to a tradition that was in the church at the time. This whole chapter is teaching people how to handle traditions. And traditions are important, but you have to figure out what is tradition and what is gospel. So, there is an order. There is an order. In, in Hawaii, when we, we got to do the, the Cowboy Authentic uh, we, we got to go to those ranches, and one of the things, one of the coolest ranches that we got to go to was the Parker Ranch, and they, we went to this branding, and they had this guy that sits on the fence, and they called him Uncle, and they had a name that I can't remember because I can't remember names very well, but it was, it was a native of, a la, of, of uh, Hawaii, uh, and it had one of those kind of names. It wasn't like Smith or something. But they called him Uncle. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Uncle Julio because that's one of my favorite places to eat. But it wasn't Julio. <laughs> but they called him Uncle. And what he did most of the time is he set up on the fence. And so I asked those guys, I said, what about the, what about the Uncle deal? Because every once in a while somebody would go to the Uncle and he would explain to them. And everyone... Every once in a while, he'd get off of the fence, and he'd go to show somebody how to do things. Then he'd go sit back on the fence. I said, well, what's, what's the deal with him? And they said, oh, that's, that's an important tradition that we have. If we have an uncle helping us with the branding, we never, catch this, we never have yet had a fight. I said, okay, explain to me about uncle. They said, well, he's been on the ranch longer than anybody else. He's been through every process of the ranch. He knows how we do things. And what he does is he is the judge, jury, and boss all in one. 
So anytime there's a misunderstanding, they go to him and they ask him how they want it run, and he will tell them, and that's how they run it. And if they don't like it, they get to leave immediately. He said, we never, since we, did, when, since we got this uncle system in, we have, it's been like 40 years now, we have never had a fight, and we will never have another Brandon without an uncle. It was, they call him uncle because that's a respect term they use in Hawaii. So what I want to tell you, there is a blissfulness and a strategy behind order. Order's important. And see... Everybody, if Jesus had to be under somebody, had to follow God, all of us have to be under somebody. We follow somebody. If you're a military guy, you understand how it works. The guy that's under, the guy that's over. The guy that's under has to be the one to salute. You, if you don't have order, you have chaos. And there, there's taking a responsibility of the order God's given you. Every one of us, including the women, are over somebody. Somewhere in your life, you're going to be in charge of somebody. And how well you handle the responsibility of being a leader is going to depend on how well you understand order by being a follower also. Did you catch both parts of that? It's how well you understand following and how good you are at it is going to be what determines how good you are at your leadership. And God always has this order. And so Paul is taking, in this chapter, Paul's taking responsibility over this. Now, I put myself in Paul's position for a little while because not to think that I'm Apostle Paul, I'm not. But I am the pastor of this church. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna try to imitate people who go before me who are successful in ministry, it's important. Paul is giving a tremendous important lesson on how to handle leadership. He said, Follow me as I follow Christ. I noticed he gave himself a little loophole there. Because nobody's nobody's exactly perfect, and I don't want you following me if I'm not perfect. I don't want you following, following the imperfections, but it doesn't give you an excuse to not follow just because I'm not perfect. It just tells you how much you should follow. You, you should never follow me if I just go off the crazy end. You should never follow me if you find out that I've moved away from the foundation of doctrine of the Bible. Now, what that means to this, what that means to you is that you get a part in this also. Let's go to the next one. I love, there is accountability. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. There's a responsibility on the leader to be a person that can be followed. Guys, this, the, the difference between in the Old Testament, if you'll read Saul, the first king of Israel, and David, the second king of Israel, there's a difference between those two guys. Saul never thought he was good enough to be the leader. When they were about to anoint him as king, he ran and had, hid. He hid out. He ran. He didn't want to be the He said, I can't do it. I can never do it. And the thing about it is we cannot be the leader that we need to be unless God helps us. 
And we'll never learn to be a good leader unless we get in over our head so that God can help us. And, and if, we're, if we're unwilling to get in over our head, it shows that we don't have enough confidence in who God is. It shows us that we don't have enough confidence that God can help us in our inability to lead. God will help us. He can help us. But what we don't want is to push ourselves to the front. There's, there's two kinds of pride here. One is the pride that I don't want anybody to see me because I'm afraid I'll fail. And the other kind of pride is, well, I can do this. Because if you have this attitude, you are as wrong as you can get, and you're destined to fail. <laughs> Humbly before God, sometimes we get put in positions that we don't have the ability to handle. But if God puts you there, what God will do is he will give you the ability to handle the situation you're in. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get to this really cool part of this. Let's go to the let's go to the next slide. There's accountability, but there's a challenge. Here's a challenge. The other day, and, and we're getting to the title of my message. The title of my message is What Would Jesus Do? Because if we're gonna follow somebody, we need to follow Jesus ultimately. He's the one we want to follow. So the other day we're we're dealing with a situation, and uh, Anna says this to me. She said, uh, well. And you know, her real nice Anna voice that you all know. She says, well, what would Jesus do? And I said, you know, I've read this story. I know there's a couple of situations that Jesus was in. And what you're saying is I should put on that wristband to be nice to everybody. I shouldn't be yelling at somebody in the traffic lanes or something like that. That's what everybody's saying. What would Jesus do? Well, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Most of them don't understand that Jesus was mean to people. Look at there. John chapter 2, verse 13 through 22, he cleared the temple with a bullwhip. If it had been our day, he would have had a hot shot. <laughs> Get some of this. What would Jesus do? <laughs> Thank you for being with us at Cowboy Church. Uh, we pray that God will bless you this week and that your walk with God will be richer because of the time you spent with us. We're always glad to hear from you. You'll see on the screen a number. You can give us a call or you can write in or our web page is there. Uh, communicate with us. We'd like to know what's going on with you. We'd like a chance to pray with you. God bless you. Thanks for watching Cowboy Church.